I mean, this, the first service was really a blessing this morning. You know, I felt like, I felt like I walked into uh, a great vortex. You know, I just got sucked into, it's like the Lord was waiting for us. And, uh, and the things the Lord did in the morning, it was, it was, it was awesome and crazy good. I mean, that's the best way I can describe it. It was just good. You know, so open up your hearts and receive what the Lord has for you. So we have some guests from some Ivy League schools and, you know, and MIT that are going to be sharing their hearts out in terms of what the Lord has done in their lives and what the Lord is doing through their lives. Amen? And you ask them when the Lord uses people just to touch other lives. You know, and that's what happened to these young uh, men and women. So if I can have... Uh, Jerry, come up and just introduce them. Yeah, let's give Jerry a hand, man. He's, he's a father in the church, man. Amen. I don't feel like going in and giving a history of the... The only thing I can say is that God... Give, gave Judy and I the best ministry. I'm sorry, Byron and sweetheart, but he gave us the best ministry. Any other preachers, teachers, whatever, God gave it to Judy and I the best. <clears throat> He's brought people into our life that has blessed us so much. Well, honey. A part of it is river life. I've learned a long time ago to submit. <laughs> we can't win that battle. <laughs> but uh, truly, uh, it was amazing, the plan of the Lord, and we worked the plan of the Lord. And uh, we had the, the Ignite Ivy uh, meeting, gathering. And we had to close your gathering. And then the Lord said, take 14 of those students, those young adults, to Israel. And um, to make a long story short, after all the hard work and the time and the tribulations and so forth, when it, the deadline, we had 14. And so we took them to Israel. And um, we're just blessed to be a part of their life. It's amazing what God is doing. And um, those of you who are prophetic, you know that the ministries have always been, ever since I can remember of being involved in the prophetic ministry, they say that the awakening, the first one was in the Northeast, and the next one will be coming out of the Northeast. And we just really believe that uh, the root's been laid. And that's going to come from there. And so I'm just going to let these young adults tell you who they are and do what they're supposed to do. But I want to tell you, I feel like when our little girls, we had two, two daughters, and they were little. And whenever you do something for them that they really liked, you know, they say, do it again, Daddy. Do it again, Daddy. You know. And so, Father, I just ask you. Do it again. Daddy, do it again. 
Thank you. And our first one, Jasmine, will you come and get us going? Amen. Thank you. So it's totally a privilege and an honor to be here at this church. It's absolutely, wow, this is an incredible church. (laughs) It's encouraging to see that churches this alive exist. (laughs) So, um, yeah, my name is Yasmin. I'm from Virginia Beach, Virginia, and uh, I just graduated from Columbia University. So uh, thank you. Thank you. That was a total blessing. And, um, and I met Jerry and Judy this past January. Again, they had it on their heart to get some students at the Ivy Leagues together. And just a little bit of my story is I got to Columbia University, and I was like, well, it's a blessing that I'm here. I'm going to study what I want to study. But, man, if God could do something at a school like this where so many people, I mean, you talk about God, and it's like you're in la-la land. You know, like people just, they, they're not receptive there. But I'm like, you have powerful leaders coming out of this school. And I'm just there as a freshman. I'm like, wow, I want people to come to know God. I want them to know God and to be, to be able to carry that knowledge wherever it is that they're going. And so I just, I committed to the Christian fellowship there. Um, And when I started, I was like, man, where are the on fire people? Like, where are the Christians who are going to get something done? Um, But I was saying this morning that basically God was like, wait, you need to calm down for a minute and just get connected to the body here. You need to get connected to unity and to the fellowship of the family there. So I was like, all right. And so we started praying. We prayed and prayed and prayed for a long time. And this past year, I mean, we're seeing a shift happen at this school. We're seeing a shift happen. And this past year, at our ministry nights with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, every single week you'd have people raise their hands and say, I want to come to know God on a weekly basis. You have 100 people just in one fellowship coming into the presence of God and praising him. I remember for me, one of the most emotional nights was giving, you know, basic altar call up at the front, raise your hand if you want to know God. I see three hands go up and I realized that each one of those three people had friends that had been praying for them all year, believing for them all year. And so we're just seeing a movement happen where people are falling in love with God through their friends, you know? <laughs> so good, so good. So I just graduated and I committed. I'm like, God, I'm going to join InterVarsity at Columbia University and another school in New York and believe for God to continue to do something mighty there and through all the schools in the Ivy League. So we also had a chance to go to Israel and some of these guys are going to talk a little bit more about that experience and what happened there. But would you mind if we go into a prayer real quick just in what God's doing for revival through these schools? You know, that the schools that are leading so much of the charge in America, that they're going to come to know God. (laughs) It's only right. (laughs) It's only right that they would know God. So let's pray into that, and let's also pray into revival right here. It's so beautiful seeing these young people up here. I feel like I can just sense the dreams that are bubbling in their lives. So revival right here to be sent off and out into the world. So let's just enter into prayer real quick. Lord God, we lift up your name, Lord God. You're seated on your throne, Lord God. Your kingdom, Lord, rules over all, Lord God. You rule over America, Lord God. You rule over North Carolina right here, Lord, and you rule over over 
each one of these schools, Lord God. So right now, as a body, we proclaim, Lord, your sovereignty over these schools, Lord God. God, that no intellectualism, no independence, Lord God, can defeat your eternal plan, Lord God. So we pray right now that you would release your fire, God, across these schools, Lord God, that people will be coming to have a knowledge of you, Lord God, because of your glory, because of your grace, Lord God. Lord God, would souls shift and come to know their maker, Lord God? Will they come to know the creator of the universe, Lord God? Would you touch down, Lord God, on each one of these schools, Lord God? And may a mighty sound of praise and worship, Lord God, come up from these schools, Lord. Lord God, that you're going to shift this nation, Lord God. You're going to shift this nation, Lord, that we are a nation of the Lord. That we are a nation that proclaims the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Thank you, God. And we pray right here for this church, Lord God, River Life, Lord God, that you're stirring up something beautiful, Lord God. You're stirring up the waters in this place, Lord God. You're stirring it up, so continue to stir, Lord God. God, that mighty things will come out of here, that dreams, Lord God, that truth is going to come out of this house, Lord God. God, that youth that is on fire, Lord God, will come out of this house, Lord. God. God, we lift up the holy and mighty of Jesus Christ, Lord. To you be the glory. To you be the praise, Lord God. Holy Lord. Holy Lord. You are the king. (laughs) You are the king. God, we trust in you for everything, God. For everything, God. Lord, Father, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Jesus, yay. Okay, so we've got Adelina up here, who is from Harvard University. She's going to tell her story. Thank you. So, um, like Yasmin said, my name is Adelina, Adelina, if you speak Spanish. Um, I went to the Harvard Graduate School of Education, graduated a year ago, um, and I now live and work in Boston. I wanted to tell you a little bit about the journey that the Lord has um, taken me on. Um, It started, actually, when I went to grad school. Um, I didn't really know the Lord growing up, even though I had um, gone to Catholic church, you know, every Sunday. Felt so disconnected um, from um, just the character of the Lord. Blue that thing. Okay, so as I was saying, um, <laughs> uh, I was very disconnected um, from, from the Lord. I didn't, didn't really have a full understanding of what it meant to walk with Jesus until I went to grad school and I met some really great Christian friends who really pulled me in. My very first Bible study was at the beginning of, of the year, very, very um, close to the beginning of the year, and that's where I met Judy for the first time. Um, one Bible study was over. She offered to pray for everyone who wanted prayer, and I just really felt the need to, to be prayed by, by this woman, even though I didn't really know her. And um, so she laid hands on me, and I just began to bawl 
began to cry and cry and cry and cry until all of a sudden it just stopped. Now, Judy didn't know at the time. I emailed her later to let her know that what she had, what, what, the, what Jesus had <laughs> healed me from through her was um, just a, a painful history of, of um, sexual abuse. And so um, it was in that moment that um, I experienced the Lord so intimately for the very first time. And it set me on, the Lord set me on a new course in my life. Um, I was living a life of sin. Actually, I felt like I was a good person and, you know, I was um, going to church every once in a while. But, um, you know, my faith really revolved around me. And the Lord just really um, started to change me, started to change the desires of my heart. Um, I was uh, living with my, my boyfriend at the time and... Um, like I said, just just living a life of sin, um, and and the Lord just really started changing me, and the um, the I just felt the need to um, just walk a new life. I felt like I couldn't um, I couldn't say that I that I was His daughter and and be living a life um, like that. And so um, the Lord was started pruning my branches started pruning my branches, um, and throughout the year, um, he, you know, didn't, it didn't stop with that healing. He, um, um, filled me with the Holy Spirit. Um, I received the father's blessing and I actually don't have a really great relationship with my do- with my father. It's, it's a very broken relationship. And so, um, um, Papa Jerry has been just that wonderful example of the father's love for me. Um, so got filled with the Holy Spirit, got Father's blessing, and um, I got baptized a couple of times. One of those times, <laughs> one of those times was in the Jordan River. Um, so that was really, really an awesome experience, and that was kind of like the icing on the cake for me. My trip to Israel, just um, walking where Jesus did, and um, making the, the Bible just kind of came alive to me. Um, in a way that it never had before. Um, and I just feel like the Lord also used that experience to open my, my eyes and my heart to this um, wonderful people, the Jewish people, um, his original followers, who I feel we just really, as Christians, need to band together with to bring the kingdom to this world. Thank you. So now um, Chandler from MIT is coming up here. Again, my name is um, Chandler. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I'm going to school at MIT. And um, first of all, okay. Uh, <laughs> And one of the things I, I do love the shofar because I think of it and, um, you know, when the king's about to come in, you have the trumpeters and they blare that, 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 dun, 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 right? And the shofar, <laughs> and the shofar is just like, like, welcome the king. Like, it's announcing he is here. He's in our midst. So, yeah. I, I and, like, what is he here for? He's not here to judge us. He's not here to condemn us. But he's here to love us. Yeah. <laughs> So, growing up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I had plenty of religion, <laughs> you know, and South Carolina has this problem too, and uh, it was just lots of religion. I knew, I, knew, I, I knew what the right thing to do was, and my mom would just about kill me if I was walking in the church with tennis shoes on. <laughs> I love my mom, but um, 
but there's, there's lots of religion. There's, you, everybody knows the rules, but when I was growing up, it was a lot my parents' faith. It's like, okay, my, I trust my parents. So this, and he, they, they say that he has done some stuff for them, and he's done some stuff for other people. And there's this book that tells about all the stuff that he's done, but what has he done for me, right? And so, like, going this this past year has been a lot of developing my relationship with him, and I've, and like just kind of realizing that, like, you know, even each breath, you know, the Bible says, like, uh, you, when you when you pray, it says, give us each day our daily bread, because you depend on him for every little thing. Like each each breath you take, that was a gift from God, you know. And so that this that's what that's what I've been learning this past year. How, what what is my relationship, and what, what what does He have for me? And it's just like He's the best Father in the world. <laughs> he's the best person, and He's just He just keeps blessing me, keeps putting me in these new places. And if I just but trust in Him, if, I, if you just trust in Him, He'll oh He'll do things that you could never imagine. Um, like one of those things was going to Israel and I got my passport three days before I got there. I had no, I've never traveled the world. I've never been out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And now, now I was in Boston and now this crazy lady told me I was supposed to be going to Israel. <laughs> and, and, and I listened. I was like crazy of me to listen. But um, it, it, it was like, it was just so, I didn't have the money to go. In fact, I was needing some money for other things, for my tuition as well. And so it was just like, how am I going to go? But, you know, Father God, he gives the best gifts in the world. <laughs> he gives the best gifts in the world. And he, and he allowed me to enter into his holy land. And you know, this, this, this book of places, this, this, that, that book which tells all these, uh, tell these, all these wonderful stories, they became more than just stories. They became history. They became real. They became, they became life. And, and I realized that the same God that was in that book is the same God that's leading me now. The same God that's in this church. It's the same God that we praise each morning. Right? And, and the thing is, like, his word is so pure. His word is so true. And, like, that's, that's, that's kind of what, that's what I got most out of Israel, that his word is true. And it lasts. And now, after coming out of Israel, I just was continue, continue to teach me more about his presence, continue to teach me more about knowing him. Kind of what I want to say, like what he's doing, what God is doing, God is tired of religion. He's tired of religion holds you down. It keeps you, it keeps you in your little box and says, this is the way. And, it's, and it tries to take the attention off of God and puts it on man saying, this is what you do to get into heaven. But that's not what you do to get into heaven. You get into heaven through knowing Christ. And if Christ does not know you, you don't get through those gates. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But get to know, but he's such a great guy. I mean, there's, there's a song that says, I don't want to talk about you like you're not in the room. And it's cool. You, you talk, he's, he's the only, out of, out of Muhammad, out of Buddha, out of Confucius, he's the only one that's still alive. And he's the only one that's God. And that's because he's still alive. He'll talk to you. He'll hold you. He'll love you. He'll pick you up when you will fall. But kind of what God is doing, he's releasing new waves of his glory. He's releasing new waves of his glory. That's what this revival is. It's breaking out of religion. It's breaking out of these bonds that we have been tied in and freeing us to worship him in his presence. It's freeing us to lay at his feet and worship him. And Sometimes, sometimes we look, we, we think it's like, oh, this must be something really hard. No, all you have to do is let go. Yeah. Let go. Yeah. 
and like a lot of and let go and then receive. Sometimes we're like, okay, let go. We let go. Okay, God, this is your life. Our life is the, my life is not my own. It's yours. But then we don't receive all the blessings that He has for us. God loves you. You are His children, and as His children, He wants to give you the best. He wants to give you the best. He, wants, he has all the world for you. His play. Okay. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> but yeah, I just kind of want to say God is releasing His glory. He's breaking us out of what we used to be. He's breaking us out of where we have been. And he's saying, here, come do this new thing. Come see this new thing. Come see me. Come know me for who I am. Because I'm the creator. I'm the miracle worker. I'm the healer. I'm the great father. Come know who I am. And Lord God, as I pray today, Lord God, I just pray that you release your glory in this place, oh Heavenly Father. You release your presence in this place, Lord God. That you go deep within these people, oh Heavenly Father. That they may know you more. That they may know you more, Lord God. That they may know you, Lord. Oh God, oh King, have your way in this place. Have your way in this place, Lord God. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Lord God, release, break. Break us away from our bonds. Break us away from our strongholds. Lord God, break down the strongholds, Lord God, that we may know who we are, Lord God, that we do not believe who the world says we are, but we are yours, Lord God. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God, the King of all. Name the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I want you to break off religion and mindsets. I really feel that coming off of you. When you uh, prayed, you were praying for us in the first service, actually I was standing in a barn, and I felt like in a barn it's just raw there. You know, it's open, there's it's open doors, and I feel like the Lord is getting ready to release through you just raw relationship with the Lord. You know, the Lord gave me a vision one time about being on a horse, and the Lord was the horse. And I had such a uh, connection with him. And I feel like the Lord wants, I felt a band of religion breaking off minds in here. So I want you to break that off right now. So if you feel like you've got that on you this morning, stand up right now. Stand up. All these strong things from our past. Everybody in this room's got that on. Just lift your hands and worship him. Worship him this day. Worship him right now. Just praise his name. Lord God, call out his name and tell him who he is to you. Tell him he's a God. Tell him he's a God that sets him free. Tell him who he is to you. Praise God for who he is, Lord God. We praise you for you, the creator, Lord God. You're the God that breaks off our bonds, oh, Heavenly Father. You're the God that knows us, Lord God. You made us at the beginning of time. Lord God, you formed everything in us, Lord God. And we, we apologize, Lord God. <laughs> We're sorry. We're sorry because that we thought we thought our works were good enough for you. <laughs> Lord God, we apologize that we thought that our high mightiness was good enough for you, Lord God. Lord God, we apologize if we thought we were high to look down upon somebody else, Lord God. Lord God, we, we apologize for replacing our works with our relationship. Lord God, so we just plead your blood in this place, Lord God, to wash us, to cleanse us of that sin, oh Heavenly Father, that we, that we did not seek you above all things, Lord God. But you said if we should seek you, Lord God, we said if you will praise you, Lord God, you will open the floodgates of heaven and pour out unto us, oh Heavenly Father. So Lord God, we praise your name, Lord God, and we release this religious spirit, Lord God. Break this religious spirit, send your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Break the religion, oh Heavenly Father. Break it, Lord God. Let us not be bound to free us to worship you, Lord God. Free us to worship you. Free us to give you praise, Lord God. Free us to walk as who we are, Lord God. We are yours. Lord God, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we pray, our Heavenly Father.
Glory to you. Amen. Amen. Receive. Receive. Hallelujah. David. <laughs> oh, this is David. He's representing Cornell. He's a mighty man of God. <laughs> now, I would love to just let you guys think that I'm actually from Cornell, but I can't do that. Um, no, I, I, I'm associated with Cornell, but I never went there. Uh, my girlfriend went there, so that's how I'm associated with it. <laughs> Hello. So I feel really smart, but I mean, <laughs> but I just went to like this small liberal arts school, but it was cool. But anyways, so um, I guess, you know, um, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, my journey. Uh, so I was, I was at Cornell and I heard, you know, I was at like one of their Christian ministry things. I heard about this conference called Closer and I thought, well, I'm, I'm not doing anything. I, I'm unemployed. I can certainly go to something, you know. I mean, <laughs> I'm getting paid. Um, so, you know, I thought, you know, why not? I'm going to go to this conference, and it's going to be really neat. Um, I felt led to go. Uh, we went there. There's all these uh, big Christian speakers, you know, talking about a lot of awesome stuff. Um, it was just a great time, you know. And um, the, Judy was there. And, I mean, I remember her stand up for like 15 minutes and um, talk about Israel, and I was kind of taking notes in my notebook, and I, I wrote it down. I said, okay, I wrote down the number and the email or whatever it was, you know, and I thought that'd be really cool to go to Israel. Um, I mean, who doesn't want to go to Israel, right? I mean, so I, I kind of I came back, um, and I kind of really didn't think of it for a while, and it was in my notebook, um, and then you know, I was praying the one day, and I kind of felt uh, led to email Judy about Israel, um, which was really neat. I, but I was thinking, okay, I'm thinking, okay, there's like 500-some kids at this conference, you know, and I'm not even an Ivy League student. Um, I was like, well, there's probably going to be a long line of kids that are really going to want to do this because, you know, I'm, I'm probably like, I have to get in line and wait, you know, or something like that. So I thought, well, there's no harm done. I'm just going to email her. Um, she responds back. She says, I can go. And I was so I don't have any money, you know, so eventually God provided all the money. Um, but what I didn't know is like when I emailed, I thought, well, I could back out of this if I really didn't want to. But like, I guess God had told Judy that whoever really inquired about this trip was supposed to go to Israel. So, I mean, I was like, you know, I kind of got, you know, had to go then. But I'm out. I mean, not that it's a bad thing. I wasn't doing anything anyways. Uh, so, uh, so it was really awesome to go to Israel and just experience that. Um, but what was I going to say? Okay, yep. So we went to Israel, um, and we just kind of went everywhere where Jesus was and everything. It was really neat. Um, there was this one place uh, where we went to that was the um, these Holocaust survivor homes that were set up by the ICEJ, the International Christian Embassy of Jerusalem. I remember that. Um, and then, you know, they set up all these Holocaust survivor homes. There's like maybe 40 some of these people in these homes. And we kind of you know, got to go there and hear from them about uh, about their experience, um, which was really moving. You know, I, I mean, God really, you know, started to give me a heart for the Jewish people. I mean, I really didn't have that before I went um, as much, you know. Um, and I love singing like a lot, you know, and um, so Judy would always like try to get me to sing, but she would say, you know, David has a song, 
like, you know, in the middle of, like, us praying or something, you know, or, or whatever. Like, we were on the Sea of Galilee, and she's like, David has a song. Uh, so, I mean, I had to think of a song pretty quick. Um, but, so she was trying to get me to, like, really break out of my mold of singing and into that spirit singing and stuff. So it was really cool. Yeah. Um, so she told me to prepare something for this Holocaust survivor home. And I thought, well, I don't really have any God songs. Um, I don't, you know, I was like, I can't sing Jesus stuff. I mean, because I thought maybe that's, you know, I don't know. I mean, don't really know about Jesus, right? You know? Um, so I thought, okay, well, what am I going to sing? And I had a, uh, a song, I had an aria that I did, uh, opera, like, you know, when I was studying music. Um, and I thought, well, maybe I could do that. And Judy said, yeah, you can do that. That'd be good. Um, and I, th- I really thought I was going to get through there without singing, you know, because I, mean, I, I just, we were moving around and everything. And, but I heard, uh, we were walking through, I heard this, like, um, opera music coming from this guy's room. Uh, and I, you know, we kind of talked to this, this guy. He was, like, 92 years old, and he listens to opera and stuff every single day, 24 hours a day. Um, so it was pretty neat, you know, as I talked to him, I was like, oh, I, I sing, you know, um, so it was really cool, and then about that time, Judy pulled me out and told me to sing, um, and so, like, we, you know, I had a chance to, like, sing for this, uh, this older man and this older lady, um, which was a great experience, because, I mean, I used to just singing for a performance aspect of it, but, um, so, uh, and I'm, I'm gonna uh, probably sing what I, what I had sung for this guy. Um, the song is Il Lacerato Spirito, um, and it's um, it means my lacerated spirit. Um, so I thought, well, this is a weird song to be singing to these people. Um, do you have something to say? Yeah, okay. I want to hang on to the mic for you this time so we get it recorded, oh, okay. okay? Okay. And let you do your thing. Oh, oh. All right. <laughs> A te l'estremo Dio, palaccia l'etero, freddo il sepolcro l'angelo mio, mi ha protegge l'ovale sì. Oh, maledetto, oh, vile seruttore, e tu, vergin, soffristi, rapita lei, la vergin arcarona, ah, che dissi, Deliro Ani Perdona Il Lacerato Spirito Del Mesto Serpato stratio din famia dito lore 
That's good, but I want to tell you, if you could have been there, and you could have seen when, when the Lord, when you saw, you could see the Holy Spirit just just come right over David. And whenever he was looking at that 92-year-old Holocaust survivor, and he's singing what he understood and what he loved, and it coming out of his heart into his heart, it was just an amazing, amazing time. And I think for the first time, and I know David has sang that song many, many times. But I don't think he ever sang it like he has been able to sing it now. Because he sings it with a different spirit, with a different understanding. And I just want him to, to, to tell you in English kind of what that, that song is saying. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, like, yeah, it's like uh, this, this guy at the beginning, he is um, mourning the loss of a loved one. Um, his daughter had um, killed herself, uh, and he is mourning over her loss, and that's the beginning. And then it goes into, you know, his spirits, you know, just tore up. I mean, uh, and then at the end, he's, you know, he's praying and saying, you know, please forgive me for feeling this way, for feeling the way I do. Um, so it's, yeah, I mean, that's that's what it means and stuff, so... I know you're afraid. They're all scared of me. They don't know what we're going to do next. But, but, but I want to tell you, Jerry, why he was singing this time. Why he was they singing. They just all submit. Oh. <laughs> all right. I humble myself in the presence of the Lord. Listen, I saw, I saw from heaven this time. And Jerry saw it there in Israel. But I saw this time the glory. Is just coming into you and your voice you know he says I'm, it doesn't matter about you know the none of us care about that do we I mean the Ivy League it's not that it's who God chose to say so you are not finished your voice uh, as uh, John said your voice 
uh, we declare now that this voice, wherever you have to sing opera or whatever you have to do, but the glory of the Lord will come out of your mouth. Yes, Lord. Y'all yes. take your, put your hands toward him. The Lord will take him where he's supposed to go with his voice. Uh, when she said that, your voice is going to go. I heard the, the in the scripture, songs of deliverance. That the... The, 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 the Lord is going to use you to deliver the undeliverable. Lord, I ask you to fulfill the dreams that you have placed in this young man, Lord God. That every dream you've placed there for his voice will come to pass. Lord, we decree it today. We agree upon it. And we say, come forth in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Even that career in singing, Lord. That career with singing, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thanks. Thanks. That's a good word. That's good. Thank you, man. Nice. Cool. That's cool. That's that's good. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. That's good. Thank you. Whoa. All right. That's awesome. I mean, that's cool. Um, wow. So, I mean, I'm going to turn it over to, um, yeah, I know, right? Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Jeremy from Harvard. Amazing guy. I'm just blessed to be with any of these people. That's just awesome. So, thank you. My name is Jeremy, and God has given me a great privilege to be studying at Harvard for a couple of years. I'm studying history, and that includes both biblical history and world history. And I didn't know it until I got there, but that's actually my favorite thing to study. So it worked out really well that I'm studying history. Um, the more I, st- I, I originally went there because I wanted a chance to study the Bible, the, the, the intellectual, the facts, the history behind what I believe. Um, I didn't go to seminary. I, God brought me to Harvard, and it's been even greater than I expected. And now I, I just I love all of history, and I love to see how God moves um, from the beginning until now and how, how people move and how they make sense of who they are and who God is. Um, and so that's that's... I love history, and I love um, I just I love seeing what God does. So, in, uh, in context of that, a lot of what I learn is in the context of how God moves through history. Um, I guess that's really the tying theme of it. And so, this is some of my reflection from recent study, and also really what um, became awakened when I went to Israel, and what God was even preparing me before that. It's uh, partially spontaneous, partially jotted down. So to begin, to know God is to worship Him. 
in all of history is really the story of mankind, mankind's response to God from the beginning till now until forever. It's the story of our response to knowing God, whether we choose to worship him or we choose to reject him. It's, it's very simple. And, and that's how we live our lives. When God is shown to us, whether we choose to respond in worship for who he is and what he's done, or if we choose to reject who he is and who he's done, often in lieu uh, uh, in favor of ourselves. We would rather select ourselves than God. And what's so amazing about studying history and studying the Bible in its entirety is to see God's plan for salvation from before the very beginning. And there's clues. They're all through Scripture. Paul writes about this. David writes about this. The prophets. Jesus himself. There's clues, and it's all through Scripture, that God's plan for salvation was the plan from before the very beginning. And so... People are always constantly living, looking forward to this, this ultimate fulfillment of what it means um, to be saved. And, and we see that, I see that in Revelation, in the book of Revelation with the angels and the elders and the saints and the creatures and everything that is created and heavenly is around God in his presence, worshiping him for who he is. They're not saying, it's, 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 it's beyond just thank you, for my wealth. Thank you for what I have. It's really honestly just praise God for who you are. I, that used to intimidate me. I used to think how in the world for, for every hour and every minute of every day could I possibly repeat worship to God. It, it's scary. And yet the, that's the ultimate reality of what our responses will be once we are you know, in heaven and perfected. And that is our true response to God is all of us together in unity. There's no division there's no Jew, there's no Gentile, there is no pastor versus layman. There is, there is none of these things that sometimes keep us apart. It's everyone together able to be in God's presence. And we, we, we won't fully see that until it's fully, uh, fully fulfilled in heaven, heaven on earth. But, but we can see the clues from that from the very beginning in the Bible. When Moses went on the mountain to talk with God, he, he took the veil off of his face. He didn't, he didn't put the veil on his face. He didn't think, there's got to be something between me and God. He was with God without a veil. David writes about being in God's presence and offering um, burnt, burnt offerings and praise. He talks about the nations gathering together, not just Israel, all of the nations, the kings of the nations, um, God makes a promise to Abraham that he'll be a father of many nations. He doesn't say you'll be the father of a select group of people and I'm not going to make myself known to anybody else. That's just not it. From the beginning, the plan was salvation through Jesus Christ for everyone so that we could finally be in God's presence. And, and Jesus did that. His death, his blood removed the final veil, the sin that keeps us separated but that was the goal from the beginning, and that was what everyone has been striving for. And we see that through the entire Bible. So then if we believe in the Bible, and we believe that God is who he says he is, and we believe that he has a plan for salvation, we, we have to believe in the whole thing, from the beginning until now until the end that will go forever. Um, 
And that includes understanding who Israel is and understanding who this nation is and who the people were and why they were part of the plan. They were part of the plan. God, from the beginning, has been revealing himself salvation step by step. Creation, covenant with Abraham, the law he gave to Moses, um, his words he spoke through the prophet, what Jesus said, what Jesus did. I mean, it's piece by piece. It's being revealed to us. And Israel perhaps was the beginning or, or a very important part, but it's not the only part, and it wasn't the, it wasn't the end. It, it just keeps going from there, and it's becoming more and more and more fully realized here on earth. The Jews themselves, they, they knew they were looking for a Messiah, someone who would come and restore what was broken, someone who would fill that gap between us and God. They, 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 they might not have known who Jesus was, but they knew they needed someone to save them. Who, who God is to Israel, that's who he is to us. You can, you can say Israel perhaps maybe is, is the example. God chose Israel of no merit of their own. They were not a, a large, mighty nation. They were very small. They were not very wealthy. All their wealth God gave to them. And he chose them as he chooses, he chooses us of no merit, of nothing that we've done. He chooses us while we are still in sin and separate from us. And so what he does for Israel, he, that is for us. That is for everyone. He's their protector. He's their provider. He's their counselor, their guide, their defender. He's their healer. He forgives their sins. He's their father. And yet we recognize and we know all these promises to be true for us today. In this, we're in a 21st century. We're in the church. It's 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 different, but it's the same God and the same promises, and they're for us and they're for everyone. And so, as a church, and when I say church, I mean those who believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God and our Savior. We pray for those who don't know that. We pray that their eyes would be open. We pray that their hearts would be open. We pray that they would understand that Jesus is the only way. But at the same time, when we know, those of us who know this, we can't appropriate the miracle of the resurrection for ourselves. Salvation is not a 21st century church phenomenon. It is not something that is just now, today, that we have discovered for ourselves. It has been a plan and process from before the beginning. And the nation of Israel played a very, very important role in that. And I, I think today a lot of people think it's a matter of, of national borders. They think it's a matter of politics, land ownership. Um, and, and perhaps all of those things are involved and those, all of those things are affected. But that's not what we say when we mean agree with Israel and pray for Israel and understand who Israel is. It's a matter of responding to God and to who he he is and to what we know he has done. So then I ask you, if you wholly believe in the words that we read and in the promises of God, if you fully believe that God is who he says he is, 
I really, really recommend, I really, really ask you to open your Bibles, to open your hearts, to open your mouths, and to ask God to show you who He is. Because the Bible reveals God's plan for salvation, and that includes Israel. So what does Israel mean for you? Ask God. Ask God for His understanding of who the Jewish people are, why He called them, why He performed great miracles and rescued them, why He did what He did and why He was and is who He is. I pray and I ask that that you would not be at rest in yourselves until you've wrestled with God for these answers. You would not... You would not be done. It's not concluded. I pray that you would not be at rest until you've wrestled with God for these answers because we can't worship God until we acknowledge who He is. And we can't know fully who He is until we understand Israel. Israel is His land, His people, His promises, His heart, His love. Because who God is to Israel, that's who he is to us. Jeremy is a Jew. He is a Jew. And when we took Jerry, would love to tell this because he tells this, Jeremy. When we got there, all of them were happy to be there. But, you know, we have to move so fast, don't we? And Jerry said, why is that? Oh, well, tell me, what? Let's go back to that. You mean, I know. He was finding him. It was so much to see him come alive in his inheritance and to see how he identified with that. And he wrote a paper that, that, that we'll send. Maybe I'll send it to the church and y'all can read it. Because, um, I mean, it just touched my heart so. And, but what he said today was what God had on his heart. And it's wonderful. And so we just, he's very, very special, you know. So God bless you. There was one girl that could not be here that Yasmin has mentored. She brought five. There were six from Columbia who went with us. And uh, I want to read this. I'll tell you, we again, we had had them write. They weren't too happy about it. I said, you know, when you get home, all this is going to be like water going down. And if you do not write something here, and I'll send it to you at Christmas, but you must have it in my hand. Jerry, Jerry supported me. And he and we got something from everybody, and this we I was sitting out in the middle of a just sitting on the grass praying, and Sharon came by me. She says, "Well, I'm going to write my piece." I said, "Well, wonderful for you, Sharon." Fifteen minutes, she comes back and she gives this to me, and I was so blown away, and still am blown away, and I want to share it with you. Lord, I can't believe that I'm walking in a land of resurrection. Amidst a culture once ripped apart and scattered for 2,000 years. But is now alive again, existing as if it had always been. As if death had never swallowed it. Why did no one ever tell me this? 
Why did no one ever teach this? I can't believe that I'm here. She was like, David, I can't believe I'm here. Out of millions who know you, how did you choose me? You prepared the way. You opened the doors that no man could budge all for me. There's a strange and inexplicable familiarity to this place. A kind of beauty so subtle and pure, yet overwhelming that it's touched upon my heart and my spirit. It's familiar. It's like a realm previously accessed only through dreams and unthinkable realistic, realistic thoughts, but now it's all for me and I'm in it as if I've walked into childhood fairy tales that I've long since stopped believing in. Yet I know that I'm not dreaming, and I'm not insane. I know of no words to call this combination that I feel but eternity. This land beams the glow that blossomed from heads of eternity, recognized by the same seed buried inside of me. I recognize this dance of supernatural creativity splattered across the layers of land, spotted with trees, colored by crops, cupping rivers and seas, and topped with desert mountains. Supernatural majesty has never stared so visible into my eyes and came so close to brush against my body. All I can do now is grab and wait as my thoughts strained to reach this beautiful surrounding me. But just one faint touch and every half-born word The beginning of every moment evaporates into submission to an instinctive surrender and to silent awe. And I think that's one of the most beautiful and accurate descriptions. If you could use words to describe being there and in that place and experiencing that I've ever heard, and I think it's very accurate. And so it's been a joy for us to be a part, and like I said before, the Lord, Papa, He's the best. What are you all saying? <laughs> Come up here. Oh, thank you, Father. Just come up here. No, no. And the Lord generous. You know, and the Jewish king, absolutely awesome and brilliant. You know, just to have such a blessing 
you know. And you can feel that. You can feel heaven in this room. You can feel the presence. You know, I, I'm trying my best not to weep right now. You know, I'm holding back. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, I'm leading the meeting. You got to help me. Strengthen my knees, please. <laughs> you know. But why don't we just give them a hand and just give them honor. Where honor is due, you know. You know, yeah, just stay standing. And let's just honor the Lord with everything we got right now. Let's just give him the biggest praise, hand club, whatever you got. Just nothing religious about it. You just do whatever is in your belly right now. Whether it's a clap or a yell or a song, you know, just say, Oh, Father, we just thank you for such an honor. We thank you for heaven visiting us right now, Father. We just give you praise and we give you glory, Lord God. We say how awesome and how great are you, oh God. You are marvelous. You are marvelous, Jesus. And we honor you, oh King of glory. We honor you, King of glory. We give you honor, oh King of glory. We give you honor. We give you honor. We give you honor. You are glorious, Lord. Ho! Ho! And the goodness of the Lord is here today. And He's going to walk through them. And if you want prayer, they're absolutely willing to lay hands on you and pray for you. So you're welcome to come and have prayer and have them just lay hands on you and pray for you. And for the rest of you, you know what I mean? If you want to leave, you're absolutely welcome to do that. The Lord bless you.